Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. Uh, you can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this show's on Instagram. We're at Lost in America pod. We're also on YouTube now. We've got a YouTube channel. You can watch this. Whatever you're listening to now, you can watch as well. Or if you're watching yeah. it, guess what? We're a podcast. You can yeah, listen wa- to us. I combed my hair this morning, so watch us. Check, Check it, out. it out. Cap's got a great view of uh, Manhattan <laughs> from his high-rise apartment, his luxury yeah. high-rise suite. This is what welfare will get you in America. You get a high-rise. He's living on the dollar that's finest. So check it out, everybody. Living on Affordable the government's housing. money. Cap, on the podcast today, we have Chino Liao, a fantastic comedian from the Philippines. I met Chino years ago uh, doing comedy at the uh, Hong Kong Comedy Festival, I believe 2015, possibly. But he's also a part of Comedy Manila. He's going to be with us in just a minute. But the reason why we're having him on is um, there's news out of the Philippines. And as we always say, we're slaves to the news cycle. We go where the news takes us. That's we, how we decide. Wherever it we, is in the world. We get into the meeting in the, in the morning, start of the week with the editor, with producer Matt, with the team. Yes. We go over all the big news stories in the world. Pour us a tall cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Get out our pen Get out the cigarettes. Start <laughs> yeah. smoking away. And we say, what happened in the news? Because yeah. we're going there. Yeah, what happened in the news this week is uh, Philippines, uh, President, Rod- President Rodrigo Duterte has uh, announced that they have, they're getting a vaccine from Russia. And last I heard, although this might need to get cleared up, he was going to take the vaccine first. To, the by the way, this is months before anyone else, I think, is getting a vaccine. The vaccine's coming. Russia has announced they've done, they're done. They've, they've, they case closed. They found a vaccine. It. it works. I read that they said it, they've been working on it for six years, which is amazing. They're ahead of time. They knew about the coronavirus somehow. They knew about it six years ago. Yeah, which yeah. is good for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're, and they're going to take, and it, not only it works, but it's 100% effective. Oh, which, which is, is amazing. Even in America, like Fauci said, our vaccines are probably going to be about 50 to 60% best case scenario effective. 
Yeah, but the and they and uh, but uh but Vladdy Putin over there yep, is a hundred percent effective. He said they're calling. You know what the name of it is? It's the uh, Sputnik One or Sputnik <laughs> Five, maybe. It's Sput- I'm not even kidding. It's Sputnik something. So Chino's coming on in a second to tell us about that. But Cap, before he comes on, what do you know? Let's just start here. What do you know about the? Have you been to the Philippines? Have I been to the Philippines? No. The answer is like first it. off. Any no, good I, blowhard, Cap, you when someone asks you a question, you, you ask think about yourself it. the same question. I think question. about it. Have I been? Do I forget? Because I've been so many places. I forget where I've been. I got to look at the passport. Have I I've, been uh, to the Philippines? I dated a Filipino girl once. Is that Close count? enough. Close yeah. enough. And she, you know, very nice girl. We used to call her St. Mary, though, because she would believe in waiting until marriage. So, <laughs> oh no! And she, yeah. yeah, and she told me fresh start. She's like, "You'll get used to it." My all boyfriends do. It'll be okay. And then, <laughs> and this is a perfect it. podcast because yesterday or two days ago was the seventeenth uh, anniversary of the blackout in New York City when we lost power for like three days or t- thirty hours. And, and was I was that dating. Chance? I was dating her at the time, and that's when I realized we had to walk up steps because there's no elevator, there's no air conditioning. It was hot as hundred degrees out. No. That's when I realized you can't date a virgin. What am I going to This is everybody in the city was screwing who, had a, who was in a relationship. <laughs> and I was, I was walking up and down steps in the heat and dripping. It was a disaster. So we broke up soon after. Yeah, you can't even because you can't, the la- like, at least in high school, you know, or whatever, whatever, uh, you can watch a movie. Yeah, we couldn't watch a movie. There's nothing you can do with a virgin. It was like the quarantine, but without a Netflix. So, yeah. (laughs) And then so I really that's I don't want to disparage the whole country. I'm sure there's a lot of easy women. We'll find out. (laughs) But my experience. (laughs) Well, I know a few things. One thing I know is um, uh, Manny Pacquiao is a senator. Oh, right. Of course. And a great, great boxer, which I like. Uh, yeah. So I like my I like my senators to be people who get hit in the head for a living. Yeah. Well, he didn't get hit a lot. He was quick. If Ricky, if Ricky Hatton is your senator. You're in trouble. But he <laughs> Buster uh, Douglas for uh, California State Senate <laughs> next like, year. Hey, you know, I mean, at this rate, we could be that could be where we're going next after Trump. But yeah. So that's one thing. And is yeah, he's because uh, he was going to retire from boxing, I think, to like just be in Congress there. He was too busy. And then he came back. So that's, yeah, there's something else I know. That, that I've been, by the way, I've been there a few times. I've been to the Philippines. Oh, I perform comedy. I think uh, I, Chino might not remember this, but we were on a show together at a uh, barber shop in, um, I want to say, Quezon City, if okay. I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, anyway, but this is what I remember is that, do you know this, Kaplan? That there, there's every single fast food restaurant we have in America, they also have in the Philippines, but they, but they have more American fast food restaurants than we have in America because they still have Shakey's Pizza. Shakey's? That's a remember classic. Remember from the 80s? Yeah. Did they go out of business? I, I mean, I thought that was like, a, is it gone completely? It was terrible pizza, I remember. They went out of business in America, but yeah. it's like thriving still in the Philippines. Oh. So they have every fast food restaurant we have plus one we used plus to have. the ones we used to have. The, the, uh, the ones It's like that, how Tower Records is still big in Japan. But it's, I wonder if they have... I remember Taco Maker was this great taco place on the East Coast that's long gone. I wonder if they have Taco Maker. We'll find out. First, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we've talked long enough. Let's and bring it in. And my last thing oh, I wait, wanted to say, last, sorry, yes. is that because I don't know about you, but I childhood memories of because we were going to get to politics. I just remember Marcos and all the shoes. That was oh, my. Oh, yeah. That was a, that had like a, a burned image in my head of like the crazy amount of shoes and handbags. Uh, my parents were always talking. Everyone was always talking about it. So it was like one of the Every only things we knew about. Every suburban household in America. Every it was shoes- like. 
The envy of every suburban housewife. Because when you looked for a house, you'd say, how big are the closets? Could it hold all of her shoes and handbags? That was the goal of every housewife in America in the 80s. So the Reagan Reagan world. So that's the other thing I remember. As far as we know, their government went from uh, the lady with the shoes to Manny Pacquiao to Duarte. (laughs) Duarte. That's it. That's that's the American knowledge. So we're going to find a little more out, hopefully. So, Chino, what did we get? Welcome to the show, dude. Yeah, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You, Where, you got are, a bunch of it correct, um, Captain, that lucked out with the waiting until marriage lady. Um, <laughs> a lot of loose women. I should, you should drop by and I can show you where they are. Okay. Um, well, that's my wife. <laughs> yeah, find you a Filipino wife. Uh, why not? But uh, in essence, you guys have got everything right. Yeah, yeah. Manny Pacquiao is actually a senator and supposedly he is running for president in 2022 when we had really? our next elections yeah he's one of the top dudes su- suspected to run and what's uh, what's his party what's his political uh, party? he's part of the same party that the president is in right now oh so what's so going to happen they're all in the same um little corrupt book so he's going to primary him <laughs> yeah how does that <laughs> yeah, 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 primaries <laughs> and we don't have those here but yeah probably or he's not going to fight him because that's not really fair to do a torte. So yeah, no, because Duterte can't be. We don't have re-elections here. Um, you get your term and you're done for the six years that you ran. Oh, you have term limits. Yes. Oh, look at that. So, so we, we don't have re-electionists here. Um, once Duterte is done with his term, it'll be time for somebody else to take over. Ah. I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. Manny Pacquiao is in a an opposing party called PDP Laban. Um, it's a different party altogether than the characters are. Don't worry. First of all, we should say the, this at the beginning. We you would don't never have to be up. right on yeah, any of this yeah, stuff. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Don't so worry about the not safe party. But that's good. I like that yeah. you correct it. So now we don't, yeah. we don't have so, to. Uh, so I, that's I gave a, you a random political party that you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right. You just make it up. Yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds right. Yeah. So Chino, right off the bat, uh, Duterte is—is is, is this his second? You get two three-year limits, two three-year no, terms. No, no, you you get one six-year term. One six-year term. Yes. We should do that. I've, some people have talked about us doing that because then you wouldn't just have a president who just runs for re-election the first, and they actually right. just do what they want to do. So that's it. Look right. at that, good idea. I, I think you can only run for re-election if you were the vice president and came in as president because. Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, another former president, that did that and uh, used that as an excuse. Like, I didn't get my full six years. Hold on, let me get another shot. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And she did, and she got in. So, so um, uh, what, what about the fast food? How do we do on that? The fast food, <laughs> you guys are pretty correct. I've never heard of Taco Maker though. So I no, so yeah. that would be a real. I was trying to think of a deep cut. I, was a I haven't either, deep, actually. Yeah, there's like there's we, like four branches in in the East Coast. In the, in we the we had Orange Julius. Oh, just that's a good until one. Until a few years ago, I know you guys don't have that anymore. Yeah, we had. Well, that's we a had, classic '80s one we had yeah, in, right, growing up like, in like oh, every we, mall in America. It was it was combined with the Dairy Queen. So so when you go to a Dairy Queen. You'd have an orange Julius right next to it. Actually, yeah. I got to make a correction. I was just in Maine, the great state of Maine, and we saw an orange Julius and we were going nuts because we were like, I thought that was gone 20 years ago. So that's uh, the Philippines of America, apparently. Right. <laughs> the Philippines and Maine still have orange <laughs> Julius. They might have a well, shakies off the, the check next time. The only thing Maine and the Philippines have in common is orange <laughs> Julius. 
But yeah, oh. that's about it. Shakey's is big here, though. Shakey's is very big. I just oh. had Shakey's last night. I mean, oh, <laughs> Shakey's pizza. <laughs> you know, it was very impressive to me when I, because when I used to live in uh, Suzhou next to Shanghai, people would, and people would do this in Hong Kong too. I remember Ryan Hynek would do this. He would schedule vacations to go to the Philippines, specifically to go to Taco Bell. Ryan Heineck um, has promised every single Filipino he meets that he's going to retire in the Philippines. <laughs> I'm that's sure a, he will. That's a blood oath that he's sworn to now. He loves Because he's here so much. He has been to places I've never been to. Like, that's <laughs> how much he's been here. So that's it's a Hong Kong-based comedian. So, Chino, what about um, uh, what's, what, what's going on with this vaccine? Set us straight okay. here. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Rodrigo Duterte got... Let's let's start from the beginning here. Rodrigo Duterte got elected into office because he made a bunch of very unreasonable promises to the Filipino people, right? He promised that he himself literally would get on a jet ski and jet over to the islands that China um, is occupying in the north of the Philippines. Right? There are disputed <laughs> territories there. He said that. He said he was going to end crime in six months. Crime, all crime, all gone crime. in six, nine, six months, right? Six. Boom, just like that. And then he said he was also going to end um, contractualization, which was a thing here. It's, it's, where, it's basically where there are a lot of temp jobs in, in the Philippines. Right. After six months, people are out of the, out of the job because of, they work in malls and just these large multinational corporations that have buildings and property all over it. And basically, they have, the way they get by is by hiring a lot of temp jobs, a lot of temps, right, to get by. And, and that's a big issue here because people don't get benefits. People don't get paid properly. They don't get paid overtime. So it's a big labor issue. And he said that, boom, he's going to fantasize it away, right? Um, he promised all these things. And now it's been three, going four years into his first term as president. And it's just... It, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. Nothing no jet ski? No jet, jet ski. <laughs> no, no, no end of crime. Nothing has happened. Because so now, we, yeah. sorry, go ahead, Captain. No, I was going to say, from our perspective, we hear a lot about the crime, uh, the, the drug situation that, like, he's on top of it. He's doing extreme measures and taking care of it, but not, not really. No, not really, man. Um, crime has um, arguably gone up. Oh. <laughs> since he's come into office because the number of murders or sorry, vigilante killings, uh, as they say, have gone up. Like he, he gained notoriety in a city called Davao, which is two hours south of Manila by plane, right? So very far, the farthest point of the Philippines, that's where he found himself in power. And in Davao, they had a, they had a, an urban legend, if you will, of, of death squads roaming around the city countryside there uh, and just basically picking up vagrants and killing them. <laughs> I don't really know how else to explain it. That's like vigilantes, why, you mean? Yeah, the vigilantes exist over in that part of the country. And so when people heard that this man, this the, this badass from the southern part of the Philippines is running for office. They immediately just grabbed onto it because <laughs> everybody just wanted an extreme measure all of a sudden. Like they wanted something drastic to happen right away. 
And so that's and and so that's why when he came into power, a lot of a lot of a lot of just innocent, um, impoverished people started either going missing or ending up dead. Um, really, because the vigilantes they, thought they had like they could do what they want now. Right, I mean, it was the exactly. name of getting exactly. Uh-huh. Um, it, it it'd be all over the news. Um, there was a there are a bunch of articles online, and I can send you the links if you want. Of of people just ending up dead with wrapped in tape with like placards that I know this isn't very funny, but it's like wrapped in tape with placards that said that say I'm a drug dealer. Um, that's why I'm dead. And it oh, just it wow. happened more than once. But, uh, but yeah, and, and, and you're saying it wasn't doing, accurate. It and and so it wasn't accurate because they it was just indiscriminate. They were right. just going to pick up the first. They were just going to pick up the first person they see. There was a there was a sixteen year old boy. He was one of the first people who got who who got killed by this whole wave of vigilantes, uh, who supposedly was just walking home from school. And he got picked up by the cops, and then after that, that's the last week they heard of the kid. The next day, they found his body. Wow. Because so, so it's yeah. just a, is there a, a specific wave of you know is there a specific type of person or a group or or you know religious group are they are they targeting a certain type of person or it's literally anyone? Um, so far they're looking to build, uh, put the point uh, on the poorer part of the population. Okay, uh, it's what- very. It, it, the Philippines is a is a very poor country. The disparity between the rich and the poor is massive. Um, so there are people who are going to end uh, who are going to end up at the other end of the barrel. You know, people are gonna you know get the shorter end of the stick, if you will. But at the same time, with the, this was just so drastic, just a massive wave of just eliminations of people just ending up dead. And what was going on right before uh, Duterte came in? Because a lot of times things have to be so right. bad in a country right. for people to feel like we need this. You know. Okay, here's the funny part. The, the president before him ran under the Liberal Party, which I suppose could be compared to the Democrats in the United States. And he was very progressive. He lowered taxes. He eliminated. He tried to eliminate debt. That was one of his platforms. He wanted to make sure that the Philippines was debt-free by the end of his term, or as close to debt-free as uh, possible. Um, so, uh, so the guy. So, because you don't get re-elections here in the Philippines, when his term was over, they needed to replace him with another dude. Uh, unfortunately, the guy they replaced him with didn't get wasn't as popular with the Filipino people uh, because of certain issues. And so when people found a polarizing figure like Rodrigo Duterte, Filipinos are very fan-based people. We are very fan-based people. We are fanatics for all sorts of things. So when we see somebody who is as polarizing as Rodrigo Duterte, it's either you love him or you hate him. And unfortunately, 13 million Filipinos loved him enough to walk him into power. Was it Torte known beforehand? Like, was he? Yes, yes. Like I said, he was a mayor. Um, mayor, okay. In Davao City, which is the, uh, the Mindanao, which is south of the Philippines. Well, I think that's not just specific to the Philippines, this idea yeah. that we love, that people love a strong 
figure. Cl- clear in know? America, we've uh, some yeah. people have uh, followed well, that. I mean, yeah, you guys have Trump. So. I think here, Russia, <laughs> China, Philippines, well, Russia, don't really have a, yeah. UK. I mean, there's countries around the world that people are now, you know, people are taking over. But um, but wow. so but crime wasn't a big. It wasn't like people were like we need it to. It was. Change. It was. It was bad, but it wasn't drastically bad. Like I wasn't in fear of my life, you know. Right. Like I wasn't afraid to go up, go outside. Where do you live, Chino? I live in um, Quezon City, which is a municipality of Metro Manila. When you when you say Manila, you actually are talking about Metro Manila, which is thirteen. Sorry, twelve different cities all Hmm. crumpled up together. So Quezon City being one of those thirteen. That's where we did the show. Right, exactly. The in barber a barbershop in case I can't City. believe you remember that. Barbershop. Like, so <laughs> I barely remember that. I'm so random. There was, this was what was amazing. There was the show um, and there some of the, so there was maybe like 15 comedians on the show, I think. It was a lot, right. it was long. It was a few hours. Yeah. And there was probably 30 people there for the show. Like it was that which filled it up. 30 or 40 people, pretty packed. But then also in the middle of this show, basically, Kaplan, just imagine a regular comedy show, yeah. but also people are still getting their haircuts the whole time. <laughs> <That's Right. amazing. laughs> they didn't shut down the barbershop to have the show, but they just had the show around. But the barbers, barbers have their own shtick. You know, you're, now that you're, you're getting in the <laughs> yeah. way of the barber doing his stuff. I mean, my barber is hilarious. Yeah. Like that, and then him I, up. Uh, Chino, I also remember most of the comedians doing it in English I was the only non Ryan Heineck and I, he's another American. He lives in Hong Kong. We were the only non Filipinos on the show, but most of you guys did it in English. But then I remember uh, Alex, uh, somebody. Calieja, yeah. Calieja did it in Tagalog. Right. And uh, it was this crazy. And then some people did it in a mixed language back and forth. Right. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that's because you guys were there. If they wanted to cater to you guys. Is that why it was Uh, some people in English? That's why it, it was. That's why most of it was in English. Like, really, cater to the. Like, it happens. Um, it happens that whenever we see a foreign face in the crowd, because ninety percent of our shows are always filled by local audiences. We rarely, I'd say, I'd even go as far to say that ninety nine percent of our audiences are Filipino. That I mean, it was a hundred percent. The audience was a hundred percent Filipino. That I'm except for one, you. Yeah, except for you guys. Except so for us. Yeah, it's, so you were the one percent in the audience. So that whole session. thing was orchestrated for us. Yes. Yeah, they wanted you to have much. a good time. Very great, Pretty nice much. people. Just- Ryan and I kept saying to each other, we were in the back, and I was like, Ryan, I get why, like, I get that the audience speaks English and that the comedians speak English, but why not just do the whole show into like? I get why we have to do it in English because we don't speak the language, you right. know. But wow, that's so that's fascinating. So people well, were almost I mean- like. Also, around the time you guys came in, a lot of us started out as English comedians. Okay? Yeah. Right. So, so essentially, that's how we were taught. That's how we were trained yeah. to do. Um, and, and it's only till recently, till a few years ago, that we started transitioning to pure Tagalog uh, sets. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, and now you have two sets? You have like an English set yeah, and Tagalog? Much, yeah. Yeah. I remember Alex just oh, was the only one who did it in pure uh, Tagalog, yeah. and he just like destroyed. Yeah, yeah he does that. <laughs> he tends to do that. Yeah. yeah, he tends to do that. Interesting. So, uh, okay, so back to Detroit. So, um, so then he takes over. So now, what's let's get to this vi- this vaccine. What what's been going yeah. on? Okay, so apparently the vaccine 
coming from Russia hasn't even gone through stage three testing yet. Yeah. Um, so it's ma- massively untested and unproven. If it, <laughs> so it, it's really like the does, jet ski of uh, right, exactly, right. <laughs> and the, and the president, and this is why I bring up all those other things because the president says he's going to be the first one to take to take the shot, right? It's going to be the it's going to be tested on him first uh, <laughs> on national TV. On that, because it's never gonna happen. He just says things, and people just latch onto it. Like, okay, yeah. Because yeah, we were gonna fanaticism around him. It's ridiculous. Because he's gonna make Trump jealous. Because Trump thinks he's got this great relationship with Putin. He's gonna want that vaccine first too. <laughs> right. Here, so really showing him up. The Philippines. Do you guys have a, a relationship with Russia in, in general? Or we have a relationship supposedly with Russia and China. Um, well, when when Duterte came to power, he didn't he didn't budge um, when China started taking over the islands and the northern part of the country. Supposedly, that territory was disputed by Vietnam, ourselves, Malaysia, and China. Right, so for the South China countries. Sea, we're talking about. Hmm. Right, right, right. Yep. And there are a group of islands right there. Uh, I forget, but near towards the Marianas Trench, right that are supposedly under Philippine territory. They're part of the Philippine economic zone. However, China says they're part of their economic zone and actually claimed that the Philippines was a part of China now. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. Because it, it's a whole it's other thing, man. China is also another, is another big linchpin in Duterte's presidency because when he came to power, a lot of Chinese businesses, industry, even a whole population started to uh, grow here in the Philippines. <laughs> like we started getting more Chinese tourists here. When the coronavirus was happening, he didn't want to block Chinese tourists, mm. even if that's where the supposed uh, epicenter. Of so he doesn't the call it the China virus. Yeah, he doesn't call it the China <laughs> virus. He welcomes the China virus. Oh, he even said that China was going to help out when, when, when this thing happens, right? He said that China's going to hook us up with a vaccine of their own. Oh, they were the first choice before Russia. Yeah. Before <laughs> is, Russia. Does, he, does he plan on, because I also read something that this was going to be, he's hoping the vaccine's going to be free from Russia. Right. Like it's coming for free. Well, yeah. it doesn't work, so it can be free. I mean, right. <laughs> for all we know, the virus just have vodka. Yeah. <laughs> things of vodka. They, they use it for everything over there. Yeah. And then they shoot you up with it. Because so Russia's known for their medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the plan, though? Is it that like, oh, well, whatever country gives us a free virus, okay. a free vaccine? Yeah, we'll take so, it. <laughs> so a while back, um, last year, a few years ago, um, the dengue, uh, a dengue fever vaccine. Dengue is a disease you get from mosquitoes. Um, it's a big problem here in the Philippines because, like I said, a lot of us are very impoverished, not very well off. And so... Mosquitoes come, they bite you, you get the dengue, the dengue fever, and then you possibly die. Like, it's very serious. Right? So, Dengue was a vaccine supposedly guaranteed to help uh, stop the dengue fever. However, the people who got injected with the Dengue vaccine, because it was largely untested, got even worse. Yeah. And a lot of them perished, fortunately. Now, that vaccine also came from Russia. Um, so, uh, and whenever something, <laughs> whenever something like this happens, where they say that, oh, Russia's going to hand off, 
of free vaccines for all of us. Just so they, they essentially say they're going to test the vaccine on an entire country. Yeah, uh, fool me once, huh? Yeah, yeah. guinea pigs, basically. To the we're essentially Filipino guinea pig yeah. pigs. That's what's happening. Once bitten, twice shy, huh? Right. It's, uh, but, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. It's <laughs> not. Hold out for an American or a British or like, some other country's yeah. plan. Do you think it's an economic issue? Like, can the because as Kaplan was saying off air, you know, uh, we were talking about this before the before the podcast started, but some certain countries have can afford to, you know, is are people still on? Um, uh, are people get on a, a lot of the country on welfare like it is in the U.S. Or is the government paying people to stay at home? Is government running out of money? What's going on? In okay, that case? so. I'm just going to make it easy and say corruption's a big problem here. Yeah. Um, corruption's a big problem here. Uh, PhilHealth, uh, which is the centralized uh, healthcare system in the country, uh, was is under fire now because, and this is run by the government, right? So the centralized healthcare system run by the government was apparently being accused by a third-party accountant of stealing 15 billion mm. uh, pesos from local funds. So essentially the funds that the country borrows from China, from the World Bank, from everywhere else uh, was just taken by top PhilHealth officials. So now it's it's under hearing in the Senate, but as far as I remember, none of these things ever progress uh, because everything is just systemic. Like it trickles down from the very top. Like top guy gets a little a little on something, passes it on to other people, and then before you know it, everybody just gets a little something something from the fifteen billion pie. Yeah, you know? that happens. Here. So, so I mean, it's a it's a thing. It's it's pretty systemic, I should say. So, with your question about um, about welfare there, yes there is welfare yes there are cities like especially in metro manila where i am now where they are able to help people out but it's not a lot it's not enough for people to get by like instead of money they're giving out food packs um food, food rations but the food rations are ridiculous it will last you a, a month let alone the five that we are in lockdown right it's like a sack, it's like a kilo of rice, four packs of noodles, and four tiny little things of, of food, like four little canned goods of varying assortments, right? And then that's what they say they spent the money on. Okay. <laughs> and how long is that kilo- supposed to last, the food? The, the it's pack. supposed to last you the five months that you're in lockdown. Oh, total? Yeah. Five months? Four bags of rice? Is a kilo of, of rice a lot? I don't have no idea. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's about that, this big, about, oh, okay. about, about that big. Is and this was so you guys were in a lockdown for five months. Was that what you, uh, we started in March? It's now August, it's been more than five. You're months. still in the lockdown. Uh, we are in what's called uh, modified extreme community quarantine. So basically, nobody's allowed outside their house. If you are going to go out, you need a pass. Oh. Um, malls are closed, uh, public venues are closed, restaurants are restaurants can only do uh, takeout and delivery. Uh, did I miss anything? Again, there's a curfew. So essentially that. So what about, are people, are most people not working then? Yes. Most people, a lot of people are either working from home 
or sorry, all the workforce still employed are all working from home, right? Yeah. Like a good bunch of them are working from home. But there are frontliners out there, like doctors, nurses, as well as uh, gas station attendants, uh, people who work in restaurants are still open, uh, supermarket employees. Those, those people guaranteed to still have work. Um, but a lot of people also got laid off uh, because of the current situation, because businesses are going out of business, because, you know, I mean, it. it it's just, it is what it is. So with it's, this vaccine, um, in terms of the idea that, you know, in 2017, people took this Russian vaccine and then it had side effects. Do you think if a vaccine comes, are, are people like almost uh, suspicious? Like, will people even take a vaccine if it comes, do you think, in the Philippines? People are suspicious that the problem is, people have been suspicious of this administration as soon as this virus hit. Like as soon as the pandemic started to become a thing, people were already suspicious of the government because the government's only plan of action with regards to COVID-19 is to wait for a vaccine. That's it. They didn't want to do testing. They didn't want to do contact tracing. Well, that they means more want, cases. They, they just wanted to wait for a vaccine. They said, let's wait it out. And now that the vaccine is happening, they're putting all their eggs into that basket. Right. I was reading that the 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 Duarte said that schools are closed until there's a vaccine, basically. Yes. And, which I'm as I'm a parent. I I, I can't live there. Right. <laughs> we need. But that's that. That must be yeah. That's and then but then he opened up. I was also reading that he opened up casinos at some point. He some opened place. up casinos, but they're closed again. Oh. But he opened up casinos. Uh, just about two weeks ago before oh. we go into lockdown. Oh, that lasted long. Yeah. Did you go? Did you gamble at all? I did not. My, my <laughs> dad, it, it sucks because when, once casinos open, so so from MECQ, Modified Extreme Community Quarantine, we got downgraded to the next level, which means everything uh, started to open again. Balls were open. I was able to get a haircut, which was fun. You know, <laughs> um, everything everything and comedy was, no. and no no comedy yet a comedy before. at the barbershop no oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to do all that but then my dad uh, who's a big big time casino guy <laughs> actually started getting actually started getting texts from from his friends in the casino telling him to drop by uh, but, but it's unfortunate you. yeah but it's unfortunate because my dad is actually stuck out there in, in the US uh, so he hasn't even been back since March. Oh, he's in uh, America. Yeah. So so my entire family's out there stuck waiting this whole thing out. What? Oh, Wait, we're so about. You're, are, your whole family's in the U.S. So can people, what's the travel situation? Can your, can people travel in and out of the Philippines right now? Okay. People can travel, but it's, it's a hassle. There are layer, extra layers of security and health checks. You have to go through if you're flying into the Philippines. Like, for example, I had a friend fly back from LA, um, and she said that as soon as you land, apart from immigration, the first thing you have to do is get tested for COVID 19. Um, and then you go through, which is uh, an ordeal in itself because of the number of people and the, the number of doctors willing to do that, right? So you do that, it adds another two, three hours to your time. And then you, you go through the normal routine of, a, of the immigration and getting your bags. And then you're not even allowed to go home. You have to quarantine yourself in one of their 
approved hotels, accredited hotels, for either seven days or 14 days. Because seven days is the minimum amount of time before you get your uh, results, your test results. Yeah. Right? So if you're, if you're negative, fine, you can go. But if you're positive, you have to stay in the hotel for an extra two weeks. If you're positive and asymptomatic. Yeah. If you're if if you're positive and not asymptomatic, then it's a whole other leg of um, problems you have to endure. Yeah. What about um? Because if you just looking at the numbers, I mean, obviously, you guys five months in lockdown is pretty intense, and I could see that killing the economy and killing, you know, a lot of uh, uh not being great mentally for people. But if you look at the numbers you have, I think, 2,500 total deaths, something around that number. We right. have 170,000, I believe we're at now. Right. Is there anyone who's saying, well, this is worth it? He is doing a good job on this specifically because people are still alive. Or yeah, I'm going to read you <clears throat> the total confirmed number of cases as of right now, just right now. Yeah. It's 164,474 confirmed cases. Uh, at one point in time, we had a high of 7,000 cases in one day. And that was during lockdown. Um, all the doctors here are overworked. They are all tired. Some of them have passed away because of this virus. It's, it's, it's a very ineffective way to go about a cat- catastrophe. Because they're not just, doing, they're not doing testing. They're not doing tracing. They're literally exactly. just locked right, So their numbers of cases are probably higher than what. Well, the yeah, if they're not, yes. if they're not testing anyone. How do you know? <laughs> yeah, and then yes, even the, exactly. And even they're the waiting. death numbers could be higher if yeah. you know, you know, if you don't know the cause. In some cases, you can give it to other. Yep. Okay, so yeah. you're saying is but, those death numbers might not be accurate. Yes, exactly. I see. But do. Turner, were you saying to me off air as well, if we heard, we got this right, but that you guys, part of the lockdown, people are allowed to go outside for only like certain times a day. Like, was oh yeah, I wanted to ask about that. I have some friends. Now, I don't know. I believe they live south of Manila on a lake. You might know what I'm talking about. These are expats who I believe live in like a wealthy neighborhood, but they were saying that they're allowed to leave, but to go shopping, but only for three hours a day, maybe from nine to noon or something like that. Um, outside Metro Manila, um, it's a lot laxer. Certain parts of the country are a lot easier to get around in. Um, but getting out of the, even just getting out of Metro Manila is, is its own little problem because you have to go through checkpoints. You have to be sure that you're not sick, you know, all these things. So yeah. Manila itself is locked down pretty tight. Um, I can't say for sure. Um, I think your friend lives in Tagaytay, which is which is pretty far off. It's about two hours from where I am. Yes, I right? think that's right. So, right. So, so it's it's pretty far off where I am right now. And I and as far as I know, that part of the country isn't as isn't as tightly locked down as Metro Manila. Has uh, just wondering, has Duterte shot anyone dead? Because he says a lot. <laughs> he, yeah. he often says. Not- he should get like somebody who wants to, who's already going to die or something, so he can show up. No, <laughs> yeah, and film it. Not him personally, no. Because he said that if someone, he said if everyone disobeys the lockdown, he'll shoot people dead in the street. 
You're right. Right. He says a lot of things, man. But he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that. No. No. If he can't even get on a jet ski to go fucking <laughs> chase down the Chinese, how is he going to shoot anybody? So he's a fake tough guy is what we're hearing. He's not. Because <laughs> yeah. I think our president looks up to him. He thinks he's like uh, killing people with his bare hands to stop drugs. Yeah. And he's no, he's not. No, yeah. What it's about grossly overestimated? <laughs> uh, he's just mo- morally just inspiring others, which I, which is really sending me a. Me- By the way, Turner, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, you know, I want to start a vigilante group of my own in my neighborhood because we got an increase of problems. And now you're telling me it's not all fun. Some just some bad <laughs> side effects to being a vigilante. You could so it's not as easy as it looks. Going not easy as it looks. Not easy as it looks. No, definitely not. But I went right. Here's a drug dealer. I would write. Here's a fireworks that are offered. That's my problem. But yeah, right. <laughs> Kaplan's anti fireworks. Um, that's his big. Chino, what about the uh, what comedy scene? Obviously, there's nothing going on right now. But how's it been going recently? We've started doing Zoom shows. That's been a thing. Yeah, like everywhere else in the world. Um, there is a there was a Zoom show last week, but as far as I know, that's the last one for a while. Still, things reset. Uh, and that's about it for comedy. We haven't really attempted doing any. I know you guys in the states have outdoor shows with social distancing and stuff. Yeah, uh, we haven't really attempted to do that because we were all afraid for our lives. Yeah, you don't want to get shot dead in the street. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Trying to right. tell a, a knock knock joke. It's, or something. it's between COVID or fucking getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a dick joke, right? So it's well, I'll working. tell you this much. The show last night, uh, Gus Tate was on a show in Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, and it got shut down by the police. Wow. wow. Outdoor, standing in a park show. Really? No microphone, no stage, no one touching each other. You know, there's no mic, so it's not even like people sharing the same mic. How You're can you shut just, it down? Yeah. It was put on by Stand Up New York, and uh, he said he was on. He was performing, and the oh, cops wow. came over, and they said, uh, you're last. Like, you can finish your set, but then oh, they let over. It would be good for Gus if they would have, like, Lenny Bruce style, like, marched him off. And- <laughs> You're right. <laughs> good for his career. Marched him on stage. Yeah. 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 Controversial. Yeah. Yeah. The problem yeah. with Gus is that he would have to put up a fight, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would- Not the biggest guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to do that. What I always loved, what I loved about you guys, it was so impressive when I was, you know, because we were all starting in these scenes in the um i think we all started roughly around the same time maybe 10 years ago right. eight something and in all of our scenes they were these expat scenes we were performing for other expats but we were also in countries where we weren't like in mainland china there was no op- there was no thought that we could get get on tv or something and i remember going over to the philippines and all you guys uh were either had your own tv shows or were writing on tv shows a lot of you guys were professional comedians in like 2013 14 Meaning that was all you did where no one else is like that. There was no one in Hong Kong, in Singapore, maybe a couple people because they could get it. This was before, you know, Comedy Central Asia and all that stuff. But um, an- another guy named, a guy named Ari uh, Neiman, maybe or something. I can't. Ari Neiman, yeah. Ari Neiman, he was writing on a show and I know GB was doing really well. And right. you guys were, I was like looking up to him like, oh my God, this is the dream to do, to do this. So is that still, are people still getting opportunities out of stand up in the Philippines? Yeah. There are a lot of opportunities in stand-up right now. Myself, I started uh, with things being the way they are. We all started our own little podcast. Uh, yes. What's your podcast? Everybody has a podcast now, right? So, of course. so we're doing that. A lot of people, um, a local group of comedians started doing their own uh, sketch company. 
um, and started producing online sketches. So there's that's another aspect for uh, them because a lot of our newer, younger comedians started writing for that company. And so that's doing well. Solid OK is doing very well. Um, What's your unfortunately podcast? Unfortunately, sorry, what? Sorry, sorry. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, my podcast is called Class Clown. Uh, I basically talk to people and I love to have you guys on when we get the chance. But yes. It's basically it's basically a podcast where I talk to people about different jobs that they have, oh. different things they're good at. You know, they, Kaplan would be great. Them. You know, Kaplan uh, for the last fifteen years was the assistant to Robert De Niro. Wow, really? That's a, that's <laughs> yeah, I bet you have stories. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I found super but interesting is unlike the Tuerte, though De Niro would kill me, so I have to be. <laughs> 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 he would send me in the East River with it. No. Um, another thing is that you guys called it when I got over there. You know, it's called stand up most places. You guys were calling it point of view comedy, right? And I remember that. Oh, are we still there? Yeah. yeah okay. Yep. You, can you hear me? Yeah, we lost your Wi Fi for a second. Okay. So you guys were calling now it I can po- hear point yes, of view. Uh, it was being called point of view comedy in the philippines yeah and i remember gb explained to me because their previously co- stand-up comedy was known as something else right 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 what was that um st- stand yeah. stand-up over here was performed very differently than wherever else it was performed around the world um stand-up in the philippines was actually performed by uh, drag queens <laughs> um in in karaoke bars where they get up on stage, sing a song, do a little riffing, or a lot of riffing, as the case may be, and then sing another song. And that's what people do with stand-up. So if you guys called yourself stand-up comedians, they'd be like, hey, where's the dress? Where's the makeup? Exactly. Where's the singing? Where's the song? Right? We want to hear you sing. Uh, I told my mom I was going to be a comedian. True story. She asked if I was coming out. She's mortified. That's great. Right. Like she and she she thought that it was because that's what she was used to. She wasn't used to the stand-up we do. Um, so it was it was uh a somebody's idea, I can't remember who, to call it point of view stand-up because it's essentially the best way to describe it, right? Like it's yeah. you just expressing your point of view on stage. I mean, we'll as America, song. yeah. As America gets more progressive, pretty soon, Turner, you're gonna everyone's gonna be a drag queen if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to stage time, <laughs> if you're not a drag queen, they're gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" You know. Yeah. That's like now, like in the NBA bubble, if you do stand for the national anthem, that's a news story. That's the know? yeah. No. I mean, Why the is only he standing? the only li- places in my area in New York City where you could go to take your kids to get like a, a story read to them is called the Drag Queen Story Hour. There's no like non-drag queen story hour. So you mean at the library? At the library, yeah. You just go there. They read you. They read you. So that, that's going to be future. Common. They should be telling jokes though. They haven't thought of that yet. Are there any drag queens who tr- who transitioned to your style stand up? Because they almost had the skill set for it. Yeah, they're ready. Yeah, as far as we know, nobody's been able to do that yet. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen a a um, drag performer become a point of view stand-up comedian. Um, likewise, I haven't seen a point of view stand-up comedian become a drag queen. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's... It's got to happen this soon. Time, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, right? It's time for everything. What does Duterte th- What is his views on comedy? You like to laugh? Or is he... Hey, he has his own late-night open mic every night. He goes live on TV. 
Really? He's, he goes live on TV. They give him a speech. He doesn't read it. He goes <laughs> off script 90% of the time. Uh, and um, he just rants. Oh, like, I've watched this. <laughs> He's got, he invented time. the Cuomo presser. Term. <laughs> I was going to say, our governor stole his bit. <laughs> but he was doing this before coronavirus, right? He was doing this yeah. since he's been elected. No, I, yeah, he's been doing it for uh, a few years now. Is, is is there a way to watch that? It's on YouTube. You can just type up. I yeah. can send you the link. You can just look for it. Presidential Turner. Maybe you can get a job running for him if you can't get a job yeah. running for Cuomo. Yeah, Chino. We're trying to get jobs right because our governor has been doing this since coronavirus. New York. Right. And he really riffs, and he but his jokes are terrible. <laughs> yeah, he repeats himself a lot. He does the right. same bit every it, night. It, it, it's exactly like President Duterte. Mm. But here, <laughs> but here the uh, I mean I don't know how it works for Duterte, but here you know the jokes land the first couple times he does it, but it's the same journalists at oh, the news right. conference. So after yeah. a while, the jokes stop landing, and he that doesn't understand up. why. He's confused. Yeah, right. It's like because they've heard your material before, so he needs right. new writers. So we want to go now, right for yeah. him. They should fire President Duterte's punch-up guy because this dude is not – no jokes whatsoever. Just a lot of – just a lot of insults and cuss words. Flung. He goes you know, blue? Yeah. No. Like, like, you know how when you get, like, a drunk first-time open micer that just rats? Yeah. They get it's, it's him, except he's the president of the country. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So, All right. Oh my God. And he does them now. Does he do them over Zoom now or anything? Or is he? Uh, is he well, okay. So here's an interesting development. So every night he does these things. He actually meets with his entire cabinet. And and as of last week, I believe one of the cabinet members tested positive for COVID. Ooh. Um. So everything's locked down now. But supposedly there should be a, a press briefing right now. That's going on TV. Um, by midnight, if I'm not mistaken. So in about an hour, um, another time, he should be on TV giving uh, a another update of where we are in the lockdown period. Okay. We'll see what happens. Wait, Gina, I have one last question for you. Go ahead, man. <laughs> it's about the, uh, I was uh, heard about the motorbike situation. Is right. there an issue with motorbikes in the Philippines? Right. Okay. So oh, we yes. have a lot of, we have a lot of motorized taxis here, uh, and it's basically uh, you get on a bike, you go you go from point A to point B, pay the guy. It's cheaper, gets you to traffic quicker, and that's that. Um, but because of the coronavirus, we've had to socially distance ourselves, and it's pretty impossible to socially distance yourself on a motorbike, right? We're right. hanging on to the dude. So you would hang on to, on to a stranger, basically, like right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? In wow. the middle of traffic, you can't would... get from anywhere being socially distanced, right? So what they suggested was, and I think this is what you're talking about, was for the motorcycle ride, the drivers, the main guy, to have a panel of plexiglass attached to his back. <laughs> like a backpack. <laughs> yeah, like a backpack, exactly. And for, for you to not be able to... to so you're still to, holding them, but you're... you're exactly. You're not holding exactly. the glass, right? You're holding the... You can, you're holding the dude. There are, there are arm holes... For you to put your hands through. Through the plexiglass. But other than that, you have the, the thing, the, the thin sheet of plexiglass to, to stop you from getting infected by the virus. Yeah, how is that? Mostly. Yeah, really. It, it's it's ridiculous looking. Like it's like they look they look like futuristic paratroopers. It just <laughs> look very silly. I mean, um, these 
I would never. I was, have you ever been on a motorbike on with uh, like someone holding on to some random dude, Turner? Yeah, of you course. Know, I have? lived in Asia for twelve years. Oh, okay, yeah. See, that's yeah. like America. That would be we. They would. We're not comfortable enough to do that here. You've traveled, You're, Kaplan. You've been to uh, Thailand. I, I yeah. I took a tuk tuk or something. I'm not like on on a uh, holding on. To, I don't know. That's just that's like. Uh, it doesn't that wouldn't fly in America, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think they would they'd be comfortable. Yeah, well, yeah, your American traffic isn't as bad as Filipino traffic. Yeah, okay? but that's true. Inter- it's yeah. the worst it's traffic true. I've seen in the world. It, it, right. it destroys LA. It's way worse right. than that. Yeah. Although, Chino, I will say that when the I did that show with you guys in um uh in uh uh Kazan City, I yeah. had to get to the airport and the advice I got at that show, the show ended at like 2 a.m. or something, and my flight was at 7 a.m. And they told me, or maybe my flight was at like noon or something, but they told me, they're like, listen, just leave at like five in the morning, because if you leave any later, you're going to get caught in traffic. It'll take you two hours to get to the airport. But if you leave at like four or 5 a.m., you'll get there in like 25 minutes. Right. And so that I did true. that. And it was true. I, but, so I just hung out at the airport for like a few hours till my flight came. But um, yeah, it is the craziest craziest traffic but Gino, just, i think that's the show man cabin unless i'm cutting you off here yeah i don't know last any other thing we like we like our guests to to leave these things these uh these shows have we, with like an immense amount of knowledge on the country so they can impress their friends at cocktail parties or wherever <laughs> anything else about the philippines we're missing about coronavirus or not coronavirus just I, mean, we miss, I, think, I think we covered it all i think yeah. i think i think it, i think we have our basis covered john we still think that, that care about that <laughs> but yeah that's about it Good. We got Thank it. All. You That's good. That's so much. Jobs Gino. Um, no problem, guys. We uh, uh, hopefully the vaccine. Co- Are you going to take the vaccine if the Russian vaccine? Comes? <laughs> I'm going to wait for somebody to take the vaccine <laughs> and then ask them how they're feeling. And there then maybe go, I'll man. think about it. There maybe you go, man. And what's some we- from uh, your family's in the States you were saying earlier? They're here yeah, now? Yeah, they're in California right now. Oh, okay. So. Maybe next time you get when, next time you get to New York, I know you've been here before. Next time you get here, you're going to come do my show in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. Sounds good, uh, man. That's good to think about the oh. world like that. Well, one day there'll yeah. be days where people are flying from the Philippines. Exactly. We got to end on good day, news. We'll end up positive. One day we are going to yeah. get on a plane and we won't yeah. have to have plexiglass backpacks. Kaplan, <laughs> we have to bring the good news now. John yeah. Krasinski brought it for like three weeks. He, oh, yeah. What he, happened to that? He couldn't even think of any more good news. Good yeah, news ran out. out. So now it's our job to bring our good job. news. Let's steal that name. That is it. Chino Liao, thank you for doing it. Everybody check out his podcast, uh, Class Clown, right? Kaplan. On Spotify. So on Spotify. Spotify. Class yeah. Clown. And check out, check out our Patreon show, people. Yes, of course. Lost we in America. Do this. So it's Cap. We do this every Monday. This is Lost in America. And then every Tuesday, four, three to four extra days a week, it's just Kaplan and I doing live from the bunker. You go to patreon.com slash lost in America or go to lostinamericapod.com. It has all the information there. Plus, you can subscribe to this podcast. And that's where you find out more about my vigilante this week. I got a whole vigilante storyline we're going to be getting He's to. He's chomping so at the bit to talk Chomp- about. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm inspired a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reassess things from this interview. I'm, I'm glad our poverty can inspire something. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what we're all about. So anyway. Yeah. Gino, thanks for doing it, Cap. What Thank we you, do? guys. We should, uh, it's about time we get lost. Get lost.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.